I need a live, young, skinny twink to suit my needs. That would be the saddest moment ever to download the emoji keyboard. I'm here to make you guys a little less hetero. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com, episode 32. I'm your host, as always, Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being involved. Thanks for telling your friends. I, I mean, I knew this show was gangbusters, but I hadn't. I just used the word gangbusters. Wow. Probably the first time. Probably the last time. Uh, I hadn't really had a look at the what how we were doing as far as downloads recently, but I, w- I took a look and was pleasantly surprised. You guys are telling your friends. Um, you guys are liking us on Facebook. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast page on Facebook. Go to that, like that, share it on your page, tell your friends to like it, help us grow the show, tweet about it, subscribe on iTunes, do all those things. Follow me on Twitter. Um, Today on the show, a couple things going on. Well, I'm hoping that we'll talk about this. Tony Dungy said some shit, and it was kind of late, kind of broke today after we'd already talked about what we're going to talk about, but hopefully we discuss Tony Dungy. But in addition to that, sports stories. Uh, My man Deion Sanders had a school, and as soon as I tell you that he's got a school, you can forget about it because it's closed. And I mean, I think the news shouldn't be that Deion Sanders' school closed. It should be the fact that he had a school. So we're going to talk about Deion Sanders and him having a school. Uh, The Buffalo Bills are for sale. And there's a a potential rock star that could purchase the Buffalo Bills. And it's like basically the most synergistic sports ownership thing I can think of. So we're going to talk about that. And you know me. I am a big, big fan of any time an adult female teacher seduces a willing young man. And I'm not talking that little kid, okay? Let's fucking clear things up here. Guy that's old enough to make decisions on who he wants to bone, which is, you know, like 16, 17. By that age, like you want to have sex a lot and you can kind of decide who you want to sex by then. Uh, And that happened recently, but there's... There's a sports angle to that story, so we're going to talk about that, another teacher, in this case, coach sexing. Uh, and uh, non-sports, a lot of non- cool non-sports stuff happening. Like, I don't want to give a, I don't want to shoot my wad on this story. <laughs> you guys will get that in a minute. Uh, but there's a guy got, a woman was not happy with her man's performance and so she tried to kill him, and it's, there's the details of that are pretty funny. We're going to talk about that. Also, we need to make a ranking. Like, I like to rank things. I'm not, like, super into ranking stuff, but things need to be ranked sometimes, and I'll, I'll just let you guys think about this, and maybe you could you could send me this in your mailbag, in the mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. What is your favorite or which would be the best to least or least to best quick service restaurants, fast food chains that you would want to have sex in or around. Think about that. Uh, Also, it's sweeping the nation. Like I'm not tired of it. I'm not going to be tired of it for a while. Of course, I'm talking about the game. How fucking old is this guy? It's going strong. We're going to get back into how fucking old is this guy this week. And of course, closing out the show as always, we'll we'll bring on our bachelorette and pop culture correspondent, Kate Fancy Sauce, to discuss everything that happened this week on the the Men Tell All. Things got chippy. Things happened on the Men Tell All. Uh, we'll discuss that. Plus some other like there's one really good story that I sent to her that I hope she talks about. Um, I'm 
it really, really is interesting to me, and I think you guys will like it too. So stick around for the end because uh, there's a really, really good fancy pop today. We're going to talk some pop culture, gossip, and of course, Bachelorette. Joining me now, as always, New Jersey's finest sandwich, the mayor of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, my friend? Hey, Brian. I was originally going to just talk about um, Hoboken is very close to New York City, so I go into the city a lot, and I was in the West Village, and I texted you about it that I saw uh, kind of a, not not a new gay trend, but an overwhelming gay trend in the West Which Village. Is? It seems like the new thing is for everybody in the West Village to have uh, handlebar mustaches. Yes. And, I mean, yeah. everyone, it looked like I was hanging out with the, the 82 Milwaukee Brewers. Um, yeah. Uh, Gorman Thomas, was he yeah, around? exactly. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Yount, Gorman Thomas, all yeah. those guys. Vukovic. Well, you know, you gotta be, gays, they really have it all. No children. They have two income households, no children. They have nice belongings. They know how to dress. They're really up on what's happening in fashion. And they really can just tell everybody to fuck off about how they want to look. And if those guys want to rock handlebar mustaches, could be – you never know. It could be some kind of gay code. I've, I've seen it in the past, but I've never seen such a high percentage. Like there's something going on. There's a movement, and I kind of dig it. Uh, yeah, I'm into it too, and I feel like if you're a gay man, and you know, I'm always soliciting uh, responses from our audience, and everyone knows we have a giant, sure. giant gay following on the show. Um, I some of my gay listeners email us mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com because I want to know. Um, I feel like a gay man with a handlebar mustache is exclusively into twinks. I feel like that's how you, that you're letting people know like look, I'm a top. I'm all man. I'm the one that controls the sex in this relationship. I need a live young skinny twink to suit my needs. And oh, that's the way you broadcast that. Right. Much like much like the hanky code that I was and guys, do yourselves a favor. Go on Wikipedia or just type in Google, type in hanky code. It'll take – there's a very robust Wikipedia page about the hanky code. Much like the hanky code, I feel like the handlebar mustache is like, hey, this is what I'm into. I'm letting you know. It's, it's right here on my face. Yeah, I was just going to say the uh, – yeah, that's that's kind of a code. Like these handlebars don't ride with bears. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely but, but- not. But yeah, but, you know, while we're on the gay topic, yes, I, I figured this is a good time to talk about the uh, the holier than thou Tony Dungeon. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Give, give, in case you haven't heard, by the time you hear this, it's a pretty big story. I feel like most people would have heard of it, but give, give everybody sort of a heads up on what's happening with Tony Dungy, Ed. But the short of it is, he was interviewed somewhere. On, a, I think, a smaller media outlet, and then it went national. I think it was in, like, the Tampa Tribune, because apparently they right. read newspapers down there. <laughs> and he he just flat out said, I wouldn't have drafted Michael Sam. And then he kind of said something like, I, I believe in his right to play, but that's just too much of a distraction. Right. So the guy that prided himself on, like, second chances yeah. and... And doing the right thing by people, and you know he's he's a he's a God fearing man, and and here's this guy who's not willing to give a guy his first chance. Exactly. And then, but then he said, "Well, it's it's fine if it's somebody else's problem." Like, you know, he's not he's not a coach, so all he has to say is something in support of him if he really does believe in his right. But he had to make it clear he wouldn't have drafted him, which is indi- is indicative of the fact that you know he's he's got problem with with. Uh, Absolutely. He's a devoutly religious person and that clouds his judgment on what is fair and he's a homophobe. And don't don't tell me that this isn't homophobia because it is. Absolutely. I I mean what – boil down or just clarify, clear up what he's saying. He's saying he won't do what's right because doing what's right is too hard. Right. Which is – that's a bullshit cop-out and it tells you all you need to know about – Tony Dungy, who's a huge fucking phony. 
And it's also – it would be so easy for him to say the right thing. Of course. Because he's not actually making personnel decisions. Yeah. I'm sure those decisions were made. I'm sure people made those statements behind closed of doors. Course. But Dungey, Dungey – all he has to do is say the right thing. But he, in his heart, believes that's not the right thing to do. And so he's saying, yeah, I believe in his way. And then today he was backpedaling. He's like, I never said he shouldn't get a chance. It was – it's just, you know, the distraction, I wouldn't want that. Like, he was, he he used to love to talk about giving second chances, and he's not willing to give a guy yeah, a first Yeah, let's chance. not forget, Cam. this guy championed Michael Vick's return to the NFL. He, he, quote, mentored him in his return. Right. So what's his message exactly? Like, guys who were just released from federal prison for brutally murdering living creatures aren't too much of a distraction. Right. But guys who love guys are. Exactly. And and I think it, it because he's Mr. God Squad and he's soft spoken, like people think he actually has important shit to say. And he the reality is he's a one time Super Bowl winning yeah. coach who won it with maybe the best quarterback of all time in his prime really great team. against against one of the worst te- quarterbacks ever, yeah. Rex Grossman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He at some point someone anno- and it's a Really, like, sort of a credit to him, the way he branded himself. Like, everyone, like, goes to him as, like, the Buddha. And they're like, what's the right thing to do in this situation? Let's ask Tony Dungy because he's got the greatest moral compass. And he's a big faker and he's uh, – he – look, I don't begrudge anybody their religion. But you don't – you can't tell me that – he is using the teachings that he's supposedly following and and using them in a way that makes him discriminate against a person who he's supposed to love. And he, to me, he's always struck me as a huge faker, and I, I can spot him from a mile away. I don't know how this guy ended up as the guy that we're all supposed to go to for our moral compass in the NFL, but I never bought into it, and I still don't. Fuck him. And he's a, he's a boring as shit analyst, he's, too. Yeah. I don't understand why people want to he listen sucks. to him. He's not, a, he's not a, exciting. He's very bland. He's scary looking. Let's, <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, I don't want to go there, but yeah. he's a little bit scary. <laughs> a little creepy. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of of friend of the show, Ted Alexandro. One of his yes. stand-up routines yes. talks about how, like, these people presume to know exactly how Jesus would have felt. And so he said, well, then I'm just going to presume that I know what Jesus would have felt. So I'm going to say that I think, uh, you know, if Jesus were around, he only would want to watch gay defensive ends in the NFL. Right, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. That's exactly – well, it's true. Jesus accepted all people. Right. And And people have interpreted that in a million ways. Right. Yeah. Jesus did the hard thing. he, He definitely craved gay defensive ends. Yeah, yeah. Jesus didn't take the easy way out, Tony. He took the hard way out on the cross, buddy. Think about it. Um, uh, yeah. What's up with you? Well, as you know, um, the only thing I want to talk about right now is the new emojis. They're supposed to come out. Oh god! Supposed to. This can't be happening. They're supposed to come out in July. It's we're nearing the end of July. I don't see any new emojis on my phone. I don't know if I have to go get them. I don't know how they're going to arrive to me, but I need them. And we have a list of some of the new emojis. Where, where do these lists come from? Like what uh, – to be honest, I have no idea how I would – not that I'm craving it. I have no idea how I would get to an emoji. Is it like after the the, the pound symbol on the keyboard? You, like where you is You have it? to install the emoji keyboard on, uh, on your phone. You, have, you, don't have, be- you don't even have the emoji keyboard? That would be the saddest moment ever to download the emoji keyboard. Well, you just know you go into your settings and you go into keyboards and it's got languages. There's all sorts of languages on there, but one of them is emoji. And then once you enable it on your keyboard, there's a little icon. It looks like a little earth. And you click on that when you want to express something with emojis. And there's a lot of cool ones coming, but there don't. Yeah, I don't. There's super cool. There's no fingers crossed, (laughs) which I look for a lot. I don't think there's an egg coming. I I notice I go for an egg a lot, and the only egg emoji on the emoji keyboard it has a chick coming out of an egg. And I'm not I'm not serving balut like this isn't the Philippines. I'm I'm talking about a <laughs> hard boiled egg usually. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. So there's a you know the emoji keyboard while great and you know one of the most important things there is is not perfect. And let's 
bottom line is I need these new emojis. I see that there's going to be a camping emoji. We we don't need that. We don't need camping. We don't need camping. We need like if the camping emojis just camping with the the red line through it, then I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like no smoking but just no camping. My my girlfriend who is you, you got to find and you know this Ed, you've been married a long time. You just had an anniversary. Yeah. You guys sit on the same side of the table at that anniversary, by the way? Did you, do, you, know did you take my advice? It, I did I did the opposite. They sort of – You sat across the room? To, they, they sort of tried to like push us into a table where we were like touching legs. You got, you got your like, own table. I moved – I had to move my plate to so I wasn't touching legs with her. Uh, what was that? Oh, girlfriend. My girlfriend and I, you know, you got to – you need to pick a mate where it's like you can agree on most things. Like I know that – I am partnered with someone that will never bring home a kitten. Mm-hmm. It's imp- that's a, that's an important. It's thing. important to me to know that I will that to make it clear that I will never share my home with a cat, and I've chosen a mate that also would never have a cat live with her. She loves animals. So she doesn't want to live with a cat, so that's good. That's probably that's probably the most important thing she, in a relationship, right? For me, I agree. M- my girlfriend also not a camper like myself. Anti-camping. Very important. Yes, camping. What the fuck? But she she alerted me to something that – have you heard of glamping? (laughs) No. I thought this was – I thought this is what the guys in the West Village with their handlebar mustaches would be into, glamping. Seems like it. And they might be. But she said it's glamorous camping. I don't know what that means. How could, how could that? How is that even possible? Like you have a no. butler? You're like Richie Rich? <laughs> yeah. Not into camping. But, All right. Well, new emojis. Anybody that knows camping. anything about new emojis, like what's like? Are they already out there? And I, I gotta get them. Mm. Like I need these. Ooh, a black hard shell floppy disk. Like there's a lot of weird, like <laughs> steampunk, like tech. Stuff on the emoji keyboard that I don't get. I'm sure somebody does get it. I don't want it explained to me. The floppy disk, though. Are, are you are you texting somebody from 1992? There's 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 already like a couple different CDs on there. Like in case you want to send somebody uh, an emoji oh, no. of a CD. I don't use that one. Sad. There's ooh. There's a motorboat. You know I'll be using that one. <laughs> I'll be like on on text my chick on my way home and then. The motorboat, no. yeah, the motorboat <laughs> emoji, because that's that kind of that's like flirting. Well, that's that's love. Right yeah, there. that is. All right, dude, we've digressed too long. Emojis. Anybody wants to talk emojis? That's all I want to talk about. So, anybody want to like get in an emoji combo with me? Let's talk about it. Um, that's that's all I care about. Mailbag at theballlifestyle.com. Ed, what's going on? We already talked about Tony Dungy. What is going on in the world of sports? What is happening that we need to tell people about? Well, pretty jarring news. It was announced this week in Fort Worth, <laughs> Texas. The Prime Prep Academy is facing closure. Yes. The Prime Prep Academy opened with much fanfare two years ago. Prime. Because, because its founder, one of the great thinkers of the modern era, Deion Sanders, backed it. Brian, how surprised are you that the one-time close confidant of MC Hammer would run an organization with improper financial management? And for a man with such stellar command of the English language to be accused of, get this... Not complying with state education code. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, <laughs> I did. I did love that he named it after his nickname. Right. Like everything is probably prime. That's that's prime prep. That's pretty baller. And I like. I like. I read the article. And I like now knowing that Deion Sanders has Twitter, which <laughs> I didn't know before. And he and he does tweet and he's and he said, My former co founder DL Wallace was a crook and heartless, capitalized both crook and heartless, and we are still suffering from his devilish ways. Oh no. <laughs> Dion had nothing is, to do with it. He wanted his cr- name. His his name is is the school is named after him. His nickname. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody he chose, fault. He had to choose that partner. Right. Of course. Nobody, nobody forced him into it. He knew exactly what he was dealing with. Of course. And I just find it funny. Like that guy, uh, Stern used to play clips of when he hosted the uh, Miss USA pageant That's and not, just no, butchered the English language. No. And I, I'm going to try to get. I'm going to try to get a, cl- a clip of he, the entire time he refused to use 
the letter S. Like, he would say, Miss South Carolina ask, and he would, like, never... (laughs) No pluralization. Yeah. Let me try this one, see if we can get it. The delegate from Vermont. Ask. There it is. The delegate from Vermont. Is he... Ask. Are you sure? He doesn't doesn't ask. He asks. Was this a a political convention? Put the accents on the wrong syllables. It was a mess. Anybody out there who just wants to laugh for 10 minutes... Just go, just go to YouTube and look up Deion Sanders Miss USA pageant, and you'll you'll die of laughter. Well, I feel terrible for the students at Prime <laughs> Prep. I mean, I feel terrible. You know, the parents, yeah. the parents should be rounded up. Anyone who enrolled their kid in Prime Prep, <laughs> like that's as bad as that's as bad as leaving a kid in the car with the windows. Well, up. Well, has anything positive ever been started by someone with a Jerry curl? <laughs> I mean, I just the the Soul Glow Corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Uh, well, <laughs> good luck to. I'm sure they'll get some more funding. Also, like, what do we know? This is in the Fort Worth area, which is near Dallas, which is part of Dallas, and everybody knows that Dallas fucking sucks. It's terrible. It's a terrible place. And Austin doesn't, is great. Austin's Dallas great. Is terrible. Yeah, Houston got a lot of listeners in Houston, and we and they've they've let me know Dallas sucks. So, uh, yeah, fuck Dallas. Uh, Okay, next story. Football fans in western New York are pinning their hopes of keeping the Bills in Buffalo on an unlikely savior, John Bon Jovi. (laughs) (laughs) The former hairband frontman turned arena football league owner turned man from New Jersey that talks like an extra on the movie Lonesome Dove is part of an ownership group who intends on keeping the team in beautiful Buffalo. Brian, how excited are you with the possibility of seeing JBJ in the owner's box? I feel like it's the least he could do since his CDs are still playing in every Camaro in Western New York. <laughs> like that's They've supported him for so long, the least he could do is buy their football team and keep it there. Also, like I don't know if it's like how tough your team is when the owner has the same hairstyle as all of your mom's friends. <laughs> Yeah, frosted tips. Yeah, he's like, and I love just the. You're right about they must play that music because when you look at footage, like when CBS pans in and out of the commercial break, or they show like the tailgating scene, and you think it's footage from the 1991 Bills. Yeah. Like there's there's no difference. It just looks like a a place lost in time. It looks it looks like that movie Heavy Metal Parking Lot. There, it's just a bunch <laughs> of like Judas Priest fans hanging out, except it's fucking really cold. Like yeah, like like bone chilling. Yeah, like JBJ should buy the team and move it somewhere warm. Like JBJ doesn't want to be cold, freezing his ass off in Buffalo. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have some serious like earmuffs on. He's yeah, he's he's gonna but because he can't wear a hat, you know he'll never wear a hat. Show off the he has to wear this show off the frosted tips. Yeah, and is he gonna bring like you know like the the L A Kiss? There's an arena football team and. Anaheim called the LA Kiss and it's owned by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley and so it's all like (laughs) Kiss branded and there's like a band there. Somebody's telling me they went to a game there's like a band there and like go-go dancers. So does this mean that like John's going to bring like Tico Torres out there with him and Richie Sambora like it's going to be like like, there's going to be a Bon Jovi concert at every game, Right. right? He's it's gonna be like he's gonna have a press conference. Good news, uh, citizens of citizens of Buffalo. I'm keeping the team in Buffalo, but I am changing the name to the Steel Horses instead of uh, <laughs> <laughs> instead of the Bills. Uh, that's pretty good. Well, I, I hope that happens. That that's <laughs> more aging rockers should own more things, as I always say. Uh, yeah. uh, what this? Oh, finally. Yeah, get to this story. The daughter-in-law of sporting goods behemoth Mike Nike was arrested on suspicion of having improper relations with a student. The Eileen Wernos lookalike Melissa Bowerman was arrested at her home in Fossil, Oregon this past week. Bowerman, a track coach, was accused of doing bad things with a 17-year-old member of the track team. Now, her husband John, the son of Bill Bowerman, the, the founder of Nike, also coached the program, and he was irate and threatened to resign himself. 
it's your guilty and pro- until proven innocent. And I didn't spend six years in the Marines defending guilty until proven innocent, <laughs> he told the Argonian. Now, John has a point. Yes. But then if you look a little deeper, yes. you see that this is Bowerman's second chance. Right. Just two years ago, she attended the prom with another student and was fired. Nothing happened, she said. It was just ping pong, discussion about classwork, and a few slow dances. Oh. <laughs> Brian, your thoughts? Well, first of all, the victim, the air quotes victim, was 17. So I would argue that there was no right. no harm, no foul here. I think this is an end of a, a pretty good run we've had of good-looking women. Oh, yeah. She's betting students. Like, she's well, she looks like she's faces a meth picture. Yeah, she's not cute. She has crazy eyes, and I feel like I could you could line up people, and I could just walk down the row. Like, you, you could just do an eye lineup. Like, get everybody to stand behind something that just shows their eyes, and I could walk down and just pick out the potential pedophiles based on their crazy eyes, and she definitely has crazy <laughs> eyes. Yeah, crazy eyes. Very crazy I I do like the irony that this crime occurred in Fossil, Oregon, and she's <laughs> married to a guy who's 75 years old. Right. Like, there, she's like 43 or something. There's no way he could satisfy her. I mean, she's he's 30-something years older than she is. Of course she's going to go out there and, you know, I mean, she probably shouldn't troll the track team. And I don't know if this is germane to the story, and I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble, but I'd very much like to know the race of her victim. Because I feel like these teacher sexing stories often have, like, a forbidden fruit aspect to them. Villy Falau? Yeah, could be. Could be. I just feel like there's, they're exposed to something they might not have been exposed to before growing up, and they're like, you know what? That's young. I want some of that. Uh, yeah, obviously. I just thought of another problem. Yes. Nike Air. Yeah. And a high school teacher. Yeah. I. I that seems. That seems like. It, it. I don't know. Maybe you're just doing it for your love of track and field, but it seems. It seems like a, a pretty big come down from the Nike fortune. I know Phil Knight hoards most of the cash, but. They must have some real dough, That's right? That's true. Like, why? If I had Nike money, like this is this, like somebody calls me today and they're like, "Hey, turns out Brian, you're the Nike heir, and there's a hundred million dollars in a trust fund that we're just now telling you about." Like next week, this would be the Ed Daly Show. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure I would not be uh, coaching high school track in Fossil, Oregon. Yeah, I would be on a beach somewhere. Sexing people of an appropriate age. I might just with that kind of money. Yeah, (laughs) with that kind of money, I feel like I might be the uh, wear the tops and tails of like the you know the old rich people of the twenties. Spats. (laughs) Wear the big top hat. Good day, sir. Yeah, dress dress like the Monopoly man. Yeah, I don't. She's obviously well. That's this is what these predators do. They go. They become the band teacher. They get a game room in their house. I never trust that guy in your neighborhood that's got the, that's got the rumpus room with a pinball machine in it because he's exactly. he's up to no good. Uh, yeah, it's an odd story. Uh, okay, Ed, you ready to talk about some not sport? We've already covered sports. Sure, we covered football, baseball, track and field. Yeah, we we covered it We're all. The sports show of record. Yeah, this is known. Well, um, a couple things happened this week that I was hoping we could get to. And number one, of course, is the woman who shot her man for being a weak ejaculator. Oh. <laughs> I mean, talk about being hard to please. A Mich- that's, that's a lot of pressure. Totally. You know this one's coming. A Michigan woman convicted earlier this year of shooting her lover in the stomach has been granted bond set at $10,000. The prosecutor called the facts of the case a little bizarre. <laughs> which is other than that how how'd you like bit. to play mrs lincoln yeah <laughs> which is a polite understatement 58 year old sadie bell oh. said she shot the man when she suspected him of cheating because he didn't produce enough ejaculate when they had sex oh. that night oh, my all-time favorite noun by the way ejaculate it, it is a pretty good it's, one. It's pretty great. She also said to the police some very graphic things about how she expected him to perform. 
She was a cheap date. She liked sex. She expected him to be able to do what he's promised. And she said, in essence, to quote her, she was pissed off, so she shot him. (laughs) Wow. Ed, does being shot for the inability to shoot meet the definition of irony? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I... (laughs) I uh, I didn't really – so what do you think I, – I assume this was not going in a hidden place. So she was right. she was expecting ropes to be shot at her. Uh, and she looks like a cross between Spock and Shonuff from The Last Dragon. I miss Shonuff. Shonuff was awesome. <laughs> Am I the baddest mofo low down in this town? Right. Like we like if he was worried that she might not. Well, first of all, she does not sound very fun. She's no. Like, she doesn't look very fun. Well, definitely not. But she. Everyone has their own level. But she was like, "You need to fuck me like this for this long. Right. You need to ejaculate seven yeah, ounces." Guys don't handle pressure like that. yeah. Like what? No guy's ready for that. Uh, that's that's a lot of pressure. A lot, a lot of pressure. And of course, he wasn't able to, you know, produce. Also, it says later in the story, like her whole deal was that she thought that um, he didn't produce enough ejaculate, so that she took that to mean that he was having sex with somebody else. And uh, then, then the story goes on to say that they're they're both actually married to other people, and that they're they're in like a fifteen year um, affair together. <laughs> So, wow, uh, she seems sane. Uh, yeah, but you know, maybe <laughs> I found if you go a couple days, like leave it a couple days. If you're, you know, you really want to show her how much of a man you are, just you know, eat healthy, drink a lot of water, like stay hydrated. Don't try not to ejaculate for a couple days beforehand, and then you, you know, you give her enough. You give her a fair amount. I don't. It, to be, to be shooting somebody over it, she must have been expecting ropes. Like you yeah, might have to, right. you might have to stay stay off. Gallons. The, the, yeah, you you might have to hang back for a good year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, really, really let it build up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's it's a very crass story, but very important. Um, and we'll we'll follow that. Hopefully, uh, they, the these two lovebirds can work it out. Um, I lo- by the way, I love the comments at the ba- bottom of the story. First one. Dude needs to start drinking pineapple juice. <laughs> no, she was she wasn't complaining about the flavor. <laughs> People are the best. Apparently, apparently, pineapple juice changes the flavor. Right, right. <laughs> um, all right, Ed, you probably know about this one. is a very big story. Report: couple arrested for having sex on Chipotle roof. For one Delaware couple, the spicy food at Chipotle just wasn't enough. According to USA Today, witnesses reported seeing Michael Sue, 38, and Nicole Gurmack, 27, having pretty good school. Yeah, good for him. Having sexual intercourse on the roof of a Chipotle restaurant. This is the best part. When police arrived and ordered the couple to stop, it reportedly took <laughs> approximately 20 seconds for the couple that. to obey the officer's orders. I feel like Michael Sue needs to hook up with with the chick from the last story because this dude could <laughs> obviously perform under pressure. Yeah, he feels no pressure. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, hold on. I got this. Give me about 20 seconds. Ed, I need to ask you. Where does Chipotle rank in the hierarchy of quick service dining establishments on top of which one could get his fuck on? <laughs> well, the roof, I, I feel like a lot of these places, the roofs are like stucco. Yeah. That would be a horrible place to have sex. Hot. Hot. Yeah, very hot or very spiky. Yeah. I, I maybe gravel on top. Fumes. Like it doesn't seem like a good place. Yeah. And the fumes, right. The fry, the fry cook birds. Just, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, and she looks. Her eyes look like she's possessed. So I'm guessing she was. Yeah, uh, she was convinced to have sex on the roof. They were both through, fucked uh, up. chemical reasons for sure. Like, why didn't they go? Why didn't they go to the restroom? Like, that seems like a better place than the roof. Also, like, uh, wait, hang on a second. Yeah, but. 
the restroom of a place that serves spicy food. <laughs> That's true. Probably, That's true. probably the smells in there would kill your sexual appetite. Also, this happened in Delaware, which is like basically suburban Philadelphia, as far as I know. So, I mean, Delaware is pretty awful. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like. What, like, would anybody notice? I feel like people are just having sex everywhere and, like, shooting up and smoking crack. Like, do how hard did whoever, wh- whichever rat called the cops on him have to look to see people having sex on top of a building? Right. And who's, who's reporting that? I mean, if you're eating fast food, probably the best part of your day would be to catch somebody having sex on the roof. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would put, like, I don't, I've never been inside of a Chipotle. I've eaten Chipotle, but only when it's been brought to me. I've never been in one. But I put them, like, they're probably a notch above. I feel like that's, like, a kind of a highbrow fast food place to be banging. Like, much better, much it, better than Taco Bell I, I, or Wendy's. I have, right. It's, it's definitely a step above... The, uh, you know, the bottom feeders. And you don't, you certainly don't want to have sex at McDonald's. One for the filth and and other because of the earth tones that they have <laughs> in there. True. It's true. It's not very, and the odor. <laughs> a lot of earth I tones. I feel like McDonald's keeps not, the bathroom pretty not clean. Not a sexy though. environment. Like they're. Yeah, but it's not a sexy environment. Yeah. Lots of earth De- tones. Definitely not. Maybe, maybe once they remodel, <laughs> the sex appeal might be, <laughs> might be. A little higher at McDonald's. Uh, all right, Ed. Excellent job. Now we got to talk. I'm really excited about this. It's time for the the game that's swept up the nation. It's the hottest thing going on the internet right now. Of course, I'm talking about how fucking old is this guy. Not a day goes by that I don't get a hilarious text or tweet or Facebook message about someone that I – or an email about someone that I should bring to this game. I like to find my own though and I'm not – I, you know, a lot of times it's kind of hard. Uh, but I'm ready and Ed, you want me to start? Go for it. Okay, because I was reading a story and this made me think of it. Do you remember Ben Stein? Sure. Bueller. First Bueller. He's an he's actor, in like a million commercials. But it turns out he's also like some sort of conservative pundit and he was pundit. Yeah, he 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 wrote speeches for Nixon, I think. Wrote speeches for Nixon. Well, I just reading a story in page six this week that he was I don't know if he's married, I don't know what the deal is, but he was writing very, very racy text messages to some Asian woman that's an art per- performance artist. Also, if you're a performance artist, like I feel like they need a new like artist should be like can you take the artist off that person's name <laughs> yeah. because you're just no, somebody I, does weird dances in spandex and annoys <laughs> people yeah, i've never <laughs> i've never seen a performance artist and thought oh my god that guy's so fucking talented my god, my he, mother-in-law one time got us as a gift oh, like no. an anniversary gift or something uh <laughs> some sort of performance art like dancing thing in new york and there were no seats, and you just stood there, and oh people God. in spandex were like all like doing shit in front of you. Does and she even at, know you? Well, she's 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 one of the weirder women I've ever met. But yeah, I just sat there with a horrified look on my face. They didn't serve booze. Oh my and God! At the intermission, I grabbed the misses, and we went to the nearest restaurant because we were going to get dinner after. And I was and like, let's see if we can just. Let's let's see if we can just get a uh, get them to bump up the reservation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this made me think of Ben Stein. I'll just read the story. Ben Stein wrote in a bizarre magazine column last month that he's still like a hormone crazed teen who gets <laughs> mad crushes on every beautiful woman he meets. But one woman targeted by the supposedly harmless Stein told Page Six on Monday that the married grandfather father is nothing but a manipulative leech who gave her money and then <laughs> begged to touch her even though she's pregnant. Ta- Tanya Ma, a 24-year-old pregnant performance artist, said she contacted oh Page Six to tell her story because she doesn't want anytime to continue. Anytime you get approached by a man sexually and you contact Page Six, you know some weird shit has gone down. Of course. Also, I love that he gave her money and she still, <laughs> she still had to report him because he's so creepy. It I mean, wasn't good enough. 
Yeah, I mean, I get, you know, like, women can be kind of attractive when they're pregnant. I'm not really into Asian chicks, but to each his own, Ben. But it made me think. It made me, I thought, man, I had not thought of this guy, and it said his age in the story. And I thought, I had to bring this in. Ed, Ben Stein, how fucking old is this guy? Well, I know he had a, you know, a political history. Yes. But really, the benchmark is Ferris Bueller, which... Is eighty six, I believe, because I can eighty six. I can remember that as the summer where I fell in love with Sloan. Oh, um, I, was, I was very into Sloan myself. Very I much remem- into Sloan. I remember I had I visited my dad in Arizona, and he took me to the movies, and we saw this movie. I was eleven years old, and I was very much a. I was discovering myself as a man at the time. Right. Yeah. And so Sloan was, made a lot of appearances. Yes. In my yes. Life. Yeah, she was super attractive. I don't know how she's holding up these days. She's a good how fucking old is this guy. Yeah. But Ben, that was 1986. Okay, 1986, that's 28 years ago. Now, <laughs> he was that monotone, not looking so sharp, I would no. say. And he worked for Nixon, which Nixon, I think I think Nixon got the boot in like 73, 4. Yep, so, yep. I'm going to say Ben Stein, 28 years ago, was about 50. I'll say he was about 53. He looked older than that, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll say he was 53, 28 years ago. That would make him 70. Oh, wait, no, no. That would make him 81? No, wait. Yeah, 81. 81 years old. 81 years old, Ed. Ben Stein is 69 years old. What? Today, which Wait, so Bueller doing the ba- doing the backwards math would make him 41 years old, <laughs> roughly the same age as you and I when he, oh, no. when he was appearing as the monotone teacher Christ. in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ah, oh, wow. 69 only. That's that's impressive. You he, I mean you, you were coming in a little low. I think well, you did the math wrong. You were coming in a little yeah. low in the 80s cuz I was thinking he he looked close to 60, like well into his 50s at the time of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and here it is 28 years later or something and uh he's he's still only 69 years old. Yeah, I would have Definitely thought he was in his early 80s. Well, it's good to know that he's he's aging well and not acting creepy at all in his older years. Um, yeah. my, uh, my guy, I remember when he premiered on TV fondly because I still remember it was the night that Doug Williams lit up the Broncos and the show premiered after the show was Wonder Years. The dad from Wonder Years, Dan Loria. Dan Loria, the dad on the Wonder Years, the grumpiest dad, really, really made every Real time. Real I, I had a, I, I dug the older sister on that show. She was like college Ooh, when the show Olivia started. Olivia Dabo, very, yes. very sexy. I was into her as well. Also was coming into my own at a time when I was watching her on television. No. Um, one time I was working, I was working in L.A. and the, the, the uh, shop I worked at. I worked in a uh, PR firm and yeah. we used to go like to get, you know, cause we we're writing shit all day. We would go like to, we'd get all burnt out on just drafting stupid press releases all day long. Yeah. We'd go take a break and me and the, a couple other guys that worked there would go shoot hoops at this park down the street. Yeah. And one time uh, we were playing, I've told this story before. One time we were down there, we were like playing 21 or whatever horse. And, uh, And it was hot. It was like middle of summer. And I look over and Fred Savage walks up and just stands like right at the edge, like uncomfortably close to our game. Like he wanted to get in it or something and just stands right there at the edge of the court and just watches us. Just lurked? Just lurked. And not for like five minutes or seven minutes or ten minutes, but for like – 25 minutes. He just stood there and watched us play. And I'll never forget it because it was the middle of summer. It was super hot. And he was like fully decked out. He had jeans, shoes, and a thick, heavy Princeton hoodie 
And, and was was he sweating or is he one of those weird people that doesn't seem to feel climate? Yeah, yeah. He was just – and he wasn't – like the, by the way he was dressed, you could tell he wasn't looking to get into a game. Also, we weren't playing a game. We were just shooting around and there was other games going on around. He just stood there and looked at us. Just had a watch. Just watched us play basketball for a while. <laughs> Do you remember that, Fred? I'm sure he's a listener. <laughs> well, I, one of my buddies knows him. Oh, really? Because he, he directs. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, a, he's a big director. He'll direct, he direct commercials, and so uh, I, I, I think I've heard he's a good dude. But I, I don't. I, bet he, I, I don't I'm know sure his climate climate abilities. I used to also like occasionally when I was younger, people would get I would get Fred Savage like as a lookalike. Mm. You know, it's not the best one to get, but I could but sort the, of see it. Not the worst. When Wonder Years was a big show. Yeah, he's a cute kid. So I was thinking, well, maybe he's scouting me to like be. You know, I'm about <laughs> to be discovered. Double. Yeah, I need, need, I need to, to be thrown out of a moving car, and I need Becky yeah. to do it. Well, his old man was was a grumpy, grumpy old man. He had gray hair. This show was on in the late '80s, early 1990s. Uh, I I always got bummed out. Like once in a while, they do a scene or a, a episode that would where they would bond with the dad and the dad would be cool and the brother was a dick but I really was always put off by the dad Dan Loria and he seemed like an older dad at the time right. I would put him in his mid to late 50s uh, I would say he was like 55 56 at the time we're talking 19 we'll say 1990 which was 24 years ago 56 plus 24 70. he's 80 years old Dan Loria is today <laughs> happy birthday 80 years old happy birthday Dan Dan Loria was born in 1947 which would have made him 40 at the time of the January 88 wow. premiere. <laughs> 40 years old? Yeah, he was our age, and he had <laughs> Olivia Diabo as a uh, as a daughter. Who was and like a believable, A believable daughter. It, yes. wasn't, it didn't look weird that, a, that like somebody was that close in age to him, because she was probably like 25. Right, plus the mom was not, you know, cast to look 40 years old either. Right. They were supposed to be an older looking couple. (laughs) No. He was 40 when that show premiered. Wow. 40 years old. Well, I fuck it. That's a great one. So he's 67 right now. 67 years old. Two years (laughs) younger than Ben Stein. (laughs) Unbelievable. They're the same age. Unbelievable. Uh, All right, Ed. Great, great stuff as always. Great how fucking old is this guy. Great Great everything. Sports. Great. Great. Great us. Ejaculation, like really, really into everything that we've talked about so far. But of course it's time. Let's get well-rounded. You know her music. We're bringing on. It's time for Fancy Pop. You know us, Ed and I, hashtag hetero. We don't know what's going on in the world of pop culture, and that's why we bring her on. It's Fancy Pop with Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, guys. I'm hey, great. Fancy. I'm here to make you guys a little less hetero, if that's possible. Uh, it's would be difficult because, as you know, we are the most hetero guys there are. We don't know any of this stuff. Nothing. I Ru- don't even watch The Bachelor. Brian, Brian let Bachelor. off the show spending several minutes talking about emojis, so yeah, he, you're not going to make him too much less hetero. I really I really want my new emojis. He's more into emojis than a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. We're, I don't even uh, know how you get them. That's, Ed, how, that's how far on the other side. They're on your spectrum. phone. Ed, Ed and I were looking. I told him how to do it. Ed and I were looking at the list of the new emojis, and we saw that there's one for camping. Oh, is there one for glamping? Yeah. My that, most hated uh, word. That, that I explained to him what glamping was. But why would you need a camping? Um, there should be no camping emoji. There should be no camping. Oh, because there's a lot of bogans out there that like to camp. <laughs> the only the only thing worse than camping are offshoots of camping. Yes, I agree. Glamping. <laughs> totally. All right, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? Tell us, I what is happening? I don't know where to start because it's all so exciting to me. Um, okay, I wasn't aware of this, but did you guys know Steven Seagal was a blues singer and guitar player? Apart from being an epic action, <laughs> only in movie my dreams, cakes. Only in my dreams. <laughs> Steve, just Steven just Seagal, found out. Steven Seagal is the best anything he wants to be. 
He's he's a big blue blockers fan, right? He wears those cheesy blue sunglasses. Yeah. He's I need to get to the bottom of what's happening with his hair system. I think it's a, a combination of a system and a spray can. He's got both things working in there. Whatever they are, they're awesome. Yes. He's pretty good. He's a good how fucking old is this guy? Um well, he's not only the best at those two things, yes. he's the best at being fake best friends with psychotic Russian president Vladimir Putin and talking about um, how he's the world's greatest leader and really (laughs) supporting the annexation of Crimea, calling it entirely reasonable, which has upset some people in Estonia where he was supposed to be headlining a music festival, which he has been dropped from. Oh, no. Can can you imagine just (laughs) how bad your country is doing? When Steve, Steven Seagal is the headliner. Well, I think that this is, like, how well they're doing. Like, for yeah. them, this is, like... Yeah. We, we you may know him as the, <laughs> the star of Under Siege 2 30 years ago, Steven Seagal. I named one of my koi fish Steven Seagal. Uh, <laughs> I love him so much. I Yeah, I can only imagine the lines of people in the rain... Lining up to get their money back on that ticket because they're like Steven Seagal or GTFO. A spokesperson from the festivals quoted as saying, We hope the Estonian public would first and foremost see Steven Seagal as an actor and a musician. It turns out what they saw was rather a politician and a henchman. Wow. Not very complimentary. Feel bad. Steven Seagal, huge in Estonia. Okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Uh, okay, so our celebrity couples crisis of the week update yes. with Ellen DeGeneres yes. and Portia de Rossi. It's come to light, or there's a headlight stating that apparently Ellen cheated with a mutual friend. Whoa. A woman, obviously. Uh, yeah. So, um, which prompted Portia's recent trip to <clears throat> rehab. Uh, uh, any, it, any talk of who it is? No, yeah, I've been trying like to find to out. Apparently she had an affair with one of their mutual friends right before um, Portia went to rehab in May. I thought, see, I get all my gay information via the um, HBO show Six Feet Under from a decade ago. And though the gay couple on that show could just... Fuck, they were like in an open relationship and they could just go out and bone anybody they wanted to anytime. Okay, let's not really like get into the stereotypes. Well, I just assume, I'm like, oh man, I'm a, that's awesome. Like, good for those guys. They get to yeah. go out and do it. And I thought it was the same. You know, I just thought that so was everyone. This led to those big blow ups that Portia was yeah. apparently videotaping. So this is like adding fuel to the fire. This is, you know, on top of it, Ellen doesn't want it getting out that she's a cheater. I imagine Ellen is pulling top-notch talent. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I I think you'd be right there. Well, I mean, Portia de Rossi's no. Por- she got Portia in her prime, yeah. and she's apparently only forty-one. Portia de Rossi. Yeah, Ellie. Ellen's fifty-six. Yeah. Yeah, but she's with that kind of money. She she looks twenty-one to a lot of right. Lot she of she's like. She's like any captain of industry. She right. goes out. She wants to get a little pussy. She goes out. She flashes her wad. She's got probably has a sports car. These guys have ways of, of, of attracting this pussy. Fascinating listening to you. Like just, Break it down. Just being famous probably gets a lot of broads coming over and talking to you. So, yeah, I'm excited so for this divorce. Plot, this yeah, is going to be a high-dollar divorce. The plot thickens. We don't know whether they'll get and divorced or not. They're trying to work it out. Ellen has a lot of... Um, Let's make up money. And right. Portia's like, you know, she's got a pill popping problem, they can, but she's been in rehab. They can live separate lives. Maybe they've worked through it. Right. I would. I predict. This is my prediction. Portia de Rossi will, re, much like Anne Hache, will return to the arms of a man in the ultimate fu to Ellen. Oh, that she would will be. take. Half of her money, or as much as she gets in the prenup, and, and share she it with her new dude. Bounce off and bounce right onto a penis. And Ellen will be super bummed out. No, I predict. I predict that Ellen. The next big news about Ellen is she's going to turn a high-profile actress. Ooh, that would be the ultimate return. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I, I think All Ellen sudden, is 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 like the in the pecking order. She's she's Brad Pitt. She's, All this, yeah. She's 
She's I the feel number like one. Portia yeah. might be a little unstable oh, um, for, sure. for Ellen now. Ellen's like nervous. Like she's probably going to have to divorce her and pay her off. Judging, she's gotten a little skittish. Yeah, she she knows where I the like bodies her. are buried. She knows what an evil human Ellen, Ellen is. And, and I've been saying Portia. this for years. Um, and yeah. Portia, clearly unstable. Anyone that saw her face in the uh, last season of Arrested yep. Development. It was shaky. She had she had, had done lots of things that a purported 41-year-old woman wouldn't need and to she do. She didn't need to at yes. all. She didn't need to at yes. all. It's it really good sad. Looking it bums woman. me out. Yeah, she it really bums me out. Okay. It's way worse. Kate, okay, what else is, is going on? Oh, this is my favorite story. Um, Ed, you may not know who Baron Hilton is, but he's Paris and Nikki Hilton's younger brother. Um, I don't know what he does for a living. I assume he does nothing. He's an heir. Who? Who is this? His name's Baron Hilton. He's heir to the Hilton fortune. He's Paris I, Hilton's younger brother. I think I've said it before. I kind of think you two are just fucking with me and adding <laughs> Hilton people and Jenner people. Kardashians. Each week. I like, wish. I, have, I have no idea. I, I didn't know there were this many people. Yeah, I wish we were making it up. This if is, only. This is a great story. Um, He's back in the headlines again. After being assaulted in Miami in December, allegedly at the direction of Lindsay Lohan, who accused him at a party of talking about her to her boyfriend. She apparently, he claims, had her beaten. Lo- Lohan ordered a code red on Paris Hilton's <laughs> brother. Right. So this time... Um, oh, this guy looks like an 80s villain. I just Google him. He does. <laughs> no, he looks like the vil- he looks like a villain from Harry Potter. I've never seen. He's kind Harry of like Potter a boy movie. man. Anyway, um, this time his wounds come at the hands of none other than Jeremy Jackson, aka Hobie from Baywatch. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> Hobie from Baywatch threw down Who's on looking, Paris Hilton's brother, looking a little roided up. Well. Last we saw Hobie from Baywatch, he was on Celebrity Rehab detoxing from his steroid addiction. Mm -hmm, Likes to juice. Um, I'll just read from the story. Paris Hilton's younger brother, Baron, was reportedly in hospital on Sunday after a brawl broke out at the Hotel Heiress's rented beach house in Malibu, which she's reportedly paying $65,000 a month to rent. The fight involved former Baywatch star Jeremy Jackson, 33, who claimed he was attacked and struck in the head with a bottle about 2 a.m. by Paris, her friend Brandon Davis, and others. Reality star Jasmine Waltz, who you may or may not know, was a uh, contestant on UK Big Brother I don't, I don't last know, year. I don't know Jasmine Waltz. Um, she's pretty attractive. She was... Um, she was in the news a while back when David Arquette and Courtney Cox were splitting up. Apparently, he was banging her wow. while they were separated. Wow. Apparently, though, Jasmine hit Jeremy Jackson, Hobie, in the head with a bottle what? after he and a few friends entered the beach house uninvited and things turned sour. Um, I love this because Jeremy Jackson went with the Do You Know Who I Am card. Mm-hmm. Cruise <laughs> no. out to and party, the answer is and no. like, You can't come in here, and he's like, do you know who the fuck I am? I'm Hobie from fucking Baywatch. Right. He's since called the people who attacked him, quote unquote, degenerate fame whores. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> here's the thing. They're like, no, you can't come in. Meanwhile, they knew exactly who he was. They're like, holy shit, it's fucking Hobie. Right. They're like, get out. You yeah, know, they wouldn't let Hobie We don't want you chilling at our party. I just Googled Jasmine Waltz. Uh, what what's what was her role in this? Because she is like a she good was one of the attackers. Megan Fox. She apparently she's, hit him over the head with a bottle. Oof. Uh, she's, but, yeah. but she's looking like a a very much improved version of Megan Fox. But well, yeah. I'm gonna need to Google her. She's um, yeah, yeah you she's do. British. But, but, but by the she's attractive. But by the looks of Baron Hilton, Hobie exacted his revenge with those steroid-addled fists of his. Yeah, he's got some. <laughs> Guns. Yeah, is that now? Is that from the ass kicking he got in Miami, or did he get that? That's at the hands Miami. Of, uh, oh, and there's no pictures of Hobie's mm, face. Well, let's, I'm just gonna let's call hope, him Hobie. Let's hope Hobie beat his ass. As as somebody who came of age as Baywatch was making the rounds, the Hobie scenes worst. Uh, worst. They were the worst. Second worst was was that woman <laughs> that they seemed it seemed to be like the chaperone. <laughs> he was or the one piece. Was but so- the Hobie scenes were real tough when you were 
just about ready to make something happen. Right, right. I was a big, I can't remember her character's name, I was a big Yasmin Bleeth guy. Of course. She didn't, she wasn't packing a lot of uh, upper body strength. Well, but it's nothing like the woman in the uh, the One Piece. That's true. Oh, yeah, she yeah, had, yeah, yeah, she yeah. had a look she and killed it. downs to me. Yasmin Bleed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was super attractive. She's obviously. You should go back and look at her. Yeah, now. I'll check her out again. Might change but your mind. but the Hobie scenes, I'm I'm in favor of anyone beating him up because Hobie <laughs> created a lot of awkward situations where I was really ready for something to happen, I, and then I, Hobie I, came on. Right. I get you. Ho- Hobie downer. sucked for sure, but in this case in this situation yeah, i'm team hobie he, i'm team he, he's a hero i feel like he should go through that house and just beat the fuck out of everybody because he's fucking hobie from baywatch <laughs> uh okay kate that's it for celebrity news we'll just do our bachelor mental all let's talk about what happened recap. on the mental all last night bachelorette it's coming there's only one episode left it's down yeah. to two guys nick and josh but nick and josh weren't there last so, night and what they do is Right before they have the final episode, they do this thing called the either the women tell all if it's the bachelor or the men tell all. If it's a bachelorette, they get all the contestants back in studio. Everyone that's been kicked off. And they do this kind of like uh, weird like round table. They all get to kind of like talk. Talk and, about their experience on right. the show. And as predicted, it was pretty cringeful. All the usual suspects chimed in as expected. So, like, so they're all whining that they, yeah, didn't, like that tattletale. Well, they all have. They get to ask her. Like a few of the guys, like Markel, um, Marcus, who was number three. Did he was the third last person to be sent not to home. profile? But I'm guessing you're talking about the black guys. Markel was the black guy, and Marcus was the guy that um, she went on a hometown date with him. Not to profile. And then, <laughs> she sent him home. Oh, Markel and Marcus, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> but anyway, like Pantsapreneur is such an annoying tattletale. Yeah, Pantsapreneur sucks. He, um, he's the guy that made that supposedly tattled on Andrew, who he said made a racist comment during the first rose ceremony. He said something like, leaned over and whispered in his ear and said, "Oh, she's giving a rose to the blackies." And yeah, he held on to that information, like, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then, like, um, told Markel. She tried to use it strategically. This was, the, this was the rose ceremony in 1876? Exactly. <laughs> this is Blackies. No one. Exactly. No one. Um, so that got brought up and rehashed in studio. And, I mean, it's like there's no new evidence to be presented. No. So why are we talking about it? It was stupid. It took up half the show. It, it was, was stupid. But it did lead to sort of a backlash against J.J. Pantsapreneur when Chris, the probable next Bachelor, stepped and up the and only said, look, one who I don't can like make, you. The only one that, who can make a point. Right. He sorted him out and – He doesn't like J.J. And I guess J.J. called him a pussy J.J. called him back. a pussy. That's right. And so Chris really had to go at J.J. Yeah. And shut him up. And um, so this is the this is that farmer you're all hot and bothered right, about, right? Right. Yeah, uh-huh. he's the only one that can string a legitimate <laughs> sentence together. He's good. Right, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk a lot because she she talks a like, lot about this guy. He's good yeah, looking. Yeah, she's she's into him. <laughs> this is the guy with the full hawk and the super white teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the guy. I mean, pretty can, pretty pretty cool guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? He's the best of the bad bunch. This is this is personal with Kate. Ed. Yeah, she's a fan. I get it. I um, get it. L- listen, you better start whitening your teeth and getting the faux hawk. Yeah, guy. I'm I'm right behind him. Um, poor old Cody, aka Macklemore, who's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. He got to like ask Andy what went wrong. Like it's so embarrassing to yeah. me when they're like, "Why didn't you pick me?" Uh, Ed, are you fired up for Bachelor in Paradise? Yeah, it looks so good. I, I the, like I said, this show is like a bad penny. Just keeps turning up. There's yes. no end in sight. Yeah. There's well, no another show where it's like better. It bridging the, the gap. It doesn't yeah. have the same boring. The, um, the one arm chick. The one arm chick's going to be there. Ed. Sarah. Claire from Sacramento gets all up in some drama. It's going to be good, dude. Bachelor in Paradise coming up. Kate, what else happened? Um, not much really. There was Nothing a, happened. Some weird, there was a weird part where Chris Harrison let some random chick from the audience come down while he was he had Chris right. on the couch yep. with him and they were having a ch- like an interview. Petra from Canada. She came and sat down on the couch because she wanted to meet Chris the farmer and then it turned into Chris Harrison allowing them to have like a quick speed date during weird. the commercial. It turns out that she's traveled all the way from Toronto to be 
in studio during the taping of this show, which is, I mean, huge, she, huge red flag. But she wasn't bad looking, and I guarantee you that some producer she is fucking not, her right now. She, she did not. She did not go back to Canada. She was not good looking. Sorry. So then they had this forced chat on the couch, um, and that's about it. At the end of the show, they show like Chris Harrison, like. Like, it's all done. The taping's all done. And it's kind of, like, back backstage. He's, like, walks into Andy's room. And he's, like, gives her this note, folded piece of paper. And he's, like, actually, it looks like ten pieces of paper folded over. And he's, like, so this is a note from one of your two final guys. I really think you should read it. But do with, do with it what guys, you will. Are the two final guys in the studio? No. no they don't They don't come to the men till all. So there was so. a twist at the end. I don't think it changes anything. It's just well, a I think red herring. No, I think it's part of, I think it's part of the storyline for next week. They're mm, prepping the, some mm-hmm. storyline next week. So she's been given supposedly a letter that one of the guys has written her. And that's kind of how it ended. And you, don't, you, you wonder how much of the drama of the show is manufactured for TV. I'd really like to know. Probably all of it. Yeah, well, I can't wait. Next week, the final of The Bachelor. Ed, I might reach out to our good friend, Jason Stewart, guy you've had beers with in New York City. Sure. To see if he wants to come in with us and recount the end of The Bachelor. But until so next then. next week is the end? Next week is the end? Next, next week's yeah. the end. So you, you get a break for a while. Well, so, until Bachelor in Paradise starts. Right. Well, I'll be, I'll be thankfully out of the country when Bachelor in Paradise Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't say that. Well, we'll figure out something to do. All right, Ed. Excellent job as always. Absolutely. Really Great job, us. Proud, yeah. yeah. Proud of me. Proud of you. Proud of Fancy Sauce. Uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. For Ed Daily. For Fancy Sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. 